Welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. Boy, I got to tell you, we got a show for you today. I don't know that I've ever run across this in, in my career. I've only, of course, I've only done 2,000 interviews, so what do I know? But these guys are something to behold. They're really special. We're going to be spending the entire hour with them, and I'm really looking forward to getting in deep to talk about who they are and what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing and, and stuff like that. But first... Let's talk to Eric and find out what he's doing and why he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> Good afternoon, Kevin. <laughs> Happy Monday to you. Uh, it's great to see you again, and it was raining all night. Is it going to rain all night tonight, too? Absolutely. Oh, goody. <laughs> looks like showers, at least tonight, so it'll probably be intermittent. But definitely it looks like we've got a wet week uh, ahead of us. But things are warming up, so, you know, there's that nice little winter trade-off, you know. We're, we're not freezing quite as badly. Uh, we're just trying to stay dry. Exactly, and it's nice and warm. Well, nice, not nice and warm, but it's warmer so that you don't have to worry about ice on the roadways in the morning. That's always a good thing. Yeah, 50 degrees last time I checked. So, you know, mid-January, eh, not too shabby. I'll take it. I'll take it. Are you a comic book fan, by the way? Yeah, I, I absolutely am. We have got a couple of guys that have, that are building a comic book that is more of a illustrated novel. I've never heard the term illustrated novel. Have you? I assume that's something like a graphic novel. Um, so yeah, definitely have. Well, it's like a it's like a uh, comic book that's 150 pages. That's a graphic novel. Yeah, indeed. And I haven't. I, have you seen very many of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of them. Okay, that's why I guess I'm I'm sheltered. <laughs> I mean, the difference is like comic books are usually like 30, 40 pages, and they come out like monthly or bi-monthly. But uh, a graphic novel or an illustrated novel would be like book book length like a regular novel would be, but it would all be illustrated with, uh, you know, comic-style uh, pictures. And I'll tell you, the illustrations are, are just phenomenal as I'm looking at them, as, as, cool. well as, as well as the story. And so we're going to go ahead and get into talking to these guys, and they've written the book. It's called Planet of Blue and uh, the, the Rise of Agu. And... Um, the two, hey, that two, rhymes. I know. I, I bet you they planned <laughs> it that way. And the two gentlemen, uh, the the writer is Tim Blessed. He is um, a hip hop artist who features and does positive work with the youth of America. Um, I believe he's originally from Africa, and he's been here for a long time. And he's somewhere hooked up with a guy by the name of Michael LaRochia. I hope I said that right. And they are uh, have teamed up to form uh, a a team that has that is doing this book, and I just love the premise of it. So with the, with that, let's go ahead and bring them on, and we'll talk to both of them. They're both in the same screen together. How are you yeah. doing, guys? 
Hey, we're doing great, great, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Oh, I got to tell you, I've been looking at your stuff for a while this morning, and it is just amazing. It's like a cross between Harry Potter and the Hunger Games and the Jungle Book. And I, <laughs> did you guys plan it that way from the very beginning, or did it kind of just show up that way? Yeah, it just kind of showed up that way because, um, you know, the story started with I'm a father telling bedtime stories to my kids. And I would, I would just like freestyle this right off the top, just making up these, these silly stories. But as, as my kids got older, they got a little more intense, more action to it. And before I knew it, this story, first of all, was keeping them up. They weren't falling asleep. So I don't think the bedtime was the story was working too well. But it, the next day I found myself talking about it. My kids were very much in, into it. So I felt like, hey, this story is landing, right? It, it excited me. Um, and so when I started writing the story, it I was taking some of the characters right from my nine to five. So my nine to five is working with youth. I've worked a number of nonprofits, youth build being one of them, Upward Bound being another one, two national organizations. So people outside Seattle might be aware of them, but I live in Massachusetts, right? And so these two, these two organizations, what I did during the morning at night, I did my hip hop thing, right? Rap for those who aren't familiar, but conscious stuff, right? Positive stuff to uplift uh humanity is is what how i like to describe it and so um this story started with these characters these youth that i knew very familiar like angel anybody who knows angel they're not always angels right <laughs> um they're far from it at times but you know good-hearted kids but you know saying saying the wrong thing at the right time let's say it that way and so i threw these kids in the in this um you know this kind of adventure you know this huge adventure where they get brought underwater they gotta basically uh be the representatives for humanity and they get put on trial for what human beings are doing to the environment to planet and to each other to humanity and so um these kids really gotta rise to the occasion and along the way they get powers from the animals so that's where the magic comes in the talk there's talking animals but and they're the, not they're being, they're being yeah. put on trial by the animals that's, yes. That's yes so that's sort of the a big premise of the book where it's this underground uh society of animals that have been monitoring what's going on and bringing these kids in to say like well now you guys have to answer for what you've done to you know pollute the planet do all these things to um the different creatures of the of the earth so yeah and and by the way, if you are listening to this and you are a young person, I'm sorry. We've screwed up the planet for you. Mm -hmm. True. But <laughs> so now it's going to be your job to fix our messes. And I apologize for that, but that's just the way it goes. But if you're working with people like you, you can help them understand the challenges ahead and be able to work with them. But I got to ask you, because one time uh, years ago, I did a... Uh, a music show and we mm -hmm. had a hip-hop artist on yeah. and i had the board operator listen to the hip-hop song that we were going to play and yeah. he says i can't play that on the radio <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not allowed to play that 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 is not good. but you do a positive hip-hop how did that come about yeah well you know i'm so i'm west african so from cape Verde islands and so music's a big part of my culture and so when i immigrated here 
at three years old with my whole family. Uh, that music came, but I got caught up in, into what was evolving at that time. Hip hop was coming up um, and it was coming through the box. Like, like I, I kid you not, the, the guy who was introducing me to this, his name was Bubba. And he was this Puerto Rican guy with a big <laughs> of box. Of course his name was Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was going to New York and he was bringing back tapes that he was recording off, off the air. And he was just like, listen, this is what's happening. And we were blown away by it. We were so energized by it. And what was great about it was I saw myself being part of, of this. But I was always brought up like a lot of the people in the neighborhood, right? We call it the hood, right? But I, I grew up in public housing. Good people, right? Good families, right? So even though there was poverty around us and there might have been the street element in the streets, when the when the when the street lights went on, mom was like, get in the house, right? And so there was a lot of love, there was a lot of family, right? And so even though I was approaching this music and saying, like, hey, I want to do this, I knew my mom was gonna listen to it. I knew my sister was gonna <laughs> listen to it, right? And eventually I knew the youth was gonna listen to it as I as I matured and became a youth advocate and activist. I knew that, like, hey, I have a responsibility. And I'll tell you, Kevin, like it happened to me one time. There was this one song. I was at a barbershop. As I was leaving, mom comes out with the, with with her daughter, who must have been like seven years old. And she's like, oh, she's a big fan. She knows all of your rhymes. She starts going like word for word, like line for line, bar for bar. And I was just like, I hope I didn't say anything crazy in this one, you know, because, you know, it's it's conscious hip hop. Right. So most of it's positive, but some of it is, you know, it comes. It, it, it speaks truth to power. Let me say it like that sometimes, right? Yeah. But it was it was perfect. She loved it. I was like, thank goodness. And that reminded me. That was another reminder that man, I can keep this thing clean. I got the I I can command the English language, even though English is my second language. I can I can use English very well at this point. I read the dictionary, right? <laughs> Not all of it, but most of it. Um, a lot which of it. <laughs> yeah, which version? Oh, was. <laughs> but the point is, is that. I could use words to to be as descriptive as I want, and so um, I chose to keep my music clean for the most part. Right? We're talking about 99 percent, ninety eight percent of the time. So, well, there is there is a reality that has to go with everything, and and in the in some of the kids' lives that you are working with, things are not you know uh, roses and cupcakes. There there is a lot of difficulty there. And, and stuff. And we're going to talk about that and the work you're doing with that. But I'm curious to know, you have an illustrator who yeah. is really, really talented. How did you two get together? Yeah, well, it, it's crazy, man, because we both went to UMass Amherst. That's where uh, we went to school, but, but at different times. But a friend of ours, a mutual friend um, who's a friend of mine and his neighbor knew I had written this novel. At that time, it was just words. Right. It was long form. And she said, hey, I know this amazing illustrator. Do you want me to, you know, give him the book? And I was like, uh, well, first of all, do you have something? Right. Because, you know, you never know. Everybody knows someone who draws. Like he draws. Anyway, she sent me his website and I was just blown away. You know, just like you when you saw the book, I was just like, wow, this is amazing illustrations. I got to meet this guy. Can you set up? you know, an appointment. And then I'll, I'll let Mike tell, tell the story from there. Well, yeah. I mean, I was very cautious when my neighbors, like my friend wrote a book because just like everybody draws, everybody writes. Yeah. And I was like, 
as you know, just as a favor, I was like, sure, I'll meet with him. Let me see what's going on, you know, just to be sort of polite. And, you know, he came over and, you know, we hit it off almost instantly. And the premise of the book was when he explained it to me, the energy he had when he explained it to me, you know, I was sold on that. I was like, well, this seems, you know, I'm always looking for projects that have this purpose and there's real content in it. So it's not just purely entertainment. There's something really happening in there and something you can take from it. So that was very clear from what he was saying and how he was describing everything. So we had this initial meeting. Um, like I said, we hit it off. I realized I had worked for his brother when I used to go to UMass Amherst, <laughs> just <laughs> randomly found that out. And then uh, we sort of, agree, you know, I, it was kind of intimidating the size of the book because it was, you know, it's it's about 100 pages written yep. or so. But um, when you convert that to a comic book, it's over 250 pages, you know, because of how things are spread out and, and, and such. So, so, you know, there's always this sort of, uh caution to be like do i want to take on this massive project you know and where is it going to go but we had decided at that time i would do some concept work and let's just see if i'm a good fit if we work well together long story short we do <laughs> and it, it was a really good experience and we ended up you know going from there and doing a kickstarter and then from the kickstarter we ended up working with dark horse and now we're releasing this book from dark horse comics so how long does it take to illustrate a 250 page book well <laughs> i'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here because uh, i'm you know with this particular project i handled the visual stuff stuff you know tam had all of the it's his story it's his concept but i, I did the the drawings uh the coloring the lettering and the layout and i was able to accomplish that within a year during the pandemic. It was actually right when we went yeah. into quarantine. So that entire period, I just worked on this book. And, you know, we had tried, I think we started working on it um, in the summer of 2020. Is wow. that? Oh, I think 19. 19, yeah. yeah. And then, and then yeah. And, we, and then yeah. we we're trying to deliver the book in like early 2020. That was the goal. So, um, but yeah, so like, it, I'd say about a year's to, to, to do the visual part. You know, I tell you, the, the uh, pandemic had a lot of negatives, had a lot of negatives to mm -hmm. it. But I, but these are some of the stories that are coming out of the pandemic that are really, really positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like, you know, your, your premise. And also, there is a, a message behind the book. Number one, mm -hmm. the main character is African-American. Mm -hmm. and, and that was by design and by choice, right? Yeah, I mean, re representation matters, you know, as we know, everyone's story should be told. There's, there's so many people uh, on this planet and we're all walking this, this interesting lives. And so for me, when I started writing this, and this is before, let's say Black Panther, yeah, it was before the Black Panther movie, even before Moana, you know, and Disney, let's say. Um, um, and so I started writing this and I knew, I was like, man, I, I, I feel like there's, there's not enough superheroes that look like my children that look like some of the youth that I work with. And, you know, and eventually my daughter who's, who's now five. Um, and so I was like, man, I, I would love for all youth to see themselves, you know, these, uh, the, uh, uh, two out of, um, the, the four, 
uh, Afro Latinos, so uh, Afro Latinos. So one's Laris, the main heroine, and then you got her brother Angel. And then we got two men who's who's Cape Verdean, like myself. And then we got Tyler, who's actually a, a transplant from Indiana, and that was based off of, uh, loosely based off of a friend of mine who moved to New Bedford, <laughs> Massachusetts, from Indiana. And I was like, I gotta throw this this kid in there, you know. And so um, he was actually Mike. I don't know if I told you this, but he was. He said he he liked how handsome you made him look <laughs> in, in the book. So, and that's funny because I never even saw that guy. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So he did a, <laughs> he did, he did a great job. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, it's it's really interesting to me that I drove a I drove a bus for twelve years. Nice. And I think it's really important that everyone has got heroes be they be fictional or whatever that look like them yeah they're not always looking at somebody else Mm -hmm. and a different cultural background but somebody who who they can relate to do you find that that's really helpful in the in the work that you're doing oh totally and and kevin i always tell the story man you know i i used to you know i'm a star wars fan so i'm a sci-fi guy right in comic book you know, geek and nerd, but I used to, I used to watch, you know, watch Star Wars like everyone else. And I'm just like, okay, well, like, who do I relate to? And, and Chewbacca was the closest one. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, yeah, eventually Lando showed up, but he was kind of, you know, at first he was kind of shy. He took out Han Solo, like what's going on here? Lando luckily redeemed himself, you know what I'm saying? But, but the point is, is that there wasn't always that. And so, for me to be able to put this in in this book and then to go mike and i have been able to go to many different schools high schools elementary schools middle schools and to present and to have these young people like see themselves sometimes even read out loud some of the parts because i don't do the usual like author reading right i will we'll ask for volunteers they'll come up and they'll read some of the parts so it's really um you know very engaging the young people are are connecting to it. And then some of them have already maybe read the book because the English teacher on a librarian has bought the book for them. And now, you know, we're asking them like, what'd you think? They're like, oh, this is our favorite part. Or I loved it. Uh, or they say like, I see myself like literally like saying that is to me, it's like, it's a dream come true. And it's like, you know, my work is done here. Right. <laughs> I feel like we made it. You know I mean? Like we made it just in that. If, if we don't sell any other, which we want to sell many, many more, <laughs> but if we don't sell any, at least that happened. And I, and I was able to witness that. So the intention around why we wrote the book, uh, why I wrote the book and Mike illustrated the book <laughs> is is manifested, and so that's that feels really great. You should both be very proud of the work that you've done. Do you feel proud? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, I think you know, setting an intention to uh, complete a big project like this, it, it feels so good to to follow through with it, and then see it kind of get out into the world and people respond to it and enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. You know, that that's such a great feeling. Yeah. And we're big uh, comic book heads, man. And so for me, like Dark Horse Comics was the like, you know, everyone likes Marvel and DC, but we like really like Dark Horse Comics, you know, like they would put out like the different stories, you know, the stories, if you think of, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Marvel is ABC and then you got, you know, NBC with DC comics and now here comes, you know, Netflix. So this is what like dark, dark horse was to us. You know, they put out like Jim, like thinking of movies for, for the audience out there. They put out like the mask, Jim Carrey mask or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Hellboy. So like these very interesting um, different types of stories that you wouldn't, it's not like the usual superhero with capes. Right. And so when they, 
said like, yeah, you know, and this was a, a connection that Mike, Mike made. And I'll let him tell that story if, if, if we have time you know, or if, if you have time um, to ask that is that, you know, for, for them to say like, yes, we want to publish this book. It, oh man, it, once again, a, a dream come true. Like we couldn't, it, sur it surpassed my expectations um, because originally we put it out as a Kickstarter independently mm -hmm. and now it's out there everywhere. You know, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is that you were, that you are already great. And that if you understand that you're already great, you can follow your passion and then you can live the adventure of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I would submit that you guys already know who you are and you're living the adventure of a lifetime. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, we're definitely, I feel like I'm definitely, um, in the space to live that life. You know what I'm saying? Like my head is open and, and ready to, you know, um, and it feels good. Well, I'm, I'm ready, Kevin, and you are great too. And I, I love it, man. I love the philosophy and it, and it's true, you know, like you are, you know, and I, 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 believe it or not, I say it in different words with the youth, which is like, Hey, if you, if you want to be a doctor, you already are a doctor. You already are a healer, right? If that's your passion, that's what's in you already, then that's who you're, you're just now gaining the skills to become that. And so I love that philosophy. And I remind my children uh, and the youth I work with, like, there's no, there's no can't in the, in the language. Like you can, you can do it if you believe in it. And then if you're willing to put the work behind it and, you know, we're living, uh, you know, a testament to that. And for us, it's like, Hey, if we can do it, anyone can do it because, uh, we believed in it and we and we just worked towards it. So there's the blueprint. There are lots of youth that your message, especially in the book and your message that you talk about on a daily basis, will really resonate with. And I would I hope that it will really resonate with them because they it, I can't imagine what it's like. So tell me, Tam, what is it like to be a kid growing up in today's world? I, I'll be honest, Kevin, I don't know how they do it, man. The resiliency that these young people have to find out sometimes, like, you know, these kids will come in and they're smiling, they're joking, you know, regular kids. And then you find out some traumatic thing that had just happened to them, you know, like things from like a, a, a parent, like committing suicide, right? Or, you know, one of their siblings, something happening to them, right? And I won't get too this way, but, you know, you can imagine like whatever, like the worst thing that could happen to a sibling that happens right and then we we go in there and we just you know love on them that's the only thing like just just show them that we're there to listen to them we're there to to hear them to for them to be seen and and, and i have no problem saying man i love you like you you got this i believe in you you know what i mean we're here for you we got your back you know people need to hear that people need to be um seen and heard and and know that there's a community of folks around them people that care that, you know, oftentimes it's our family, but some of these young people don't, don't have family, you know, and, um, and it, you know, it's sad, but it's also inspiring um, to see how resilient they are, that they're willing to continue on. And, you know, it's always, that's always the message, like, man, keep, keep going. You're going to make it because just like you grew up in public housing in the projects, you know, I, you know, I, I did, did, did what, like a lot of y'all did, you know, trying to figure it out, just like everybody else, we're trying to figure it out. But if you yourself can say, hey, I can just put my best foot forward, put that positive intention and just walk through it, you know, it, it, it always gets better. It does, you know, I believe it and I know it. Well, and I've got to tell you, there are people that are wandering around kids that you come in contact with 
that you've had an impact, a positive impact in their life, and they're going to come back to you, oh, in 10, 20, 30 years, and they're going to say, Tim, that moment that you spent with me changed my life. How does that feel? Yeah, that that feels great. You know, uh, with, with social media, sometimes I have... I, I haven't heard from some of these young people because I've been doing this for, for a while, right? Um, over 15 years um, with young people. Um, and because right out of college, so I was in college, my my junior year is when I started working with youth and, and noticed that I, that I loved it. And so I sometimes will just get a message, Kevin, just on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like 10, thank you so much for opening my eyes to these possibilities or, you know, some of the posts, I'm just like liking their posts. And I realized like, Oh, this is, you know, one of my students. And I, you know, like now I'm liking it. And then like, you know, you were instrumental in my life or whatever the case is. And we know we're just a part of it, right? It, it takes a village. And I, I believe that. And we're lucky to be in a community now in Amherst that that's the mentality, right? That's the, um, uh, the thinking, the collective thinking in the, in this um, community, which feels really good to know that like people are looking out for one another, that, you know, the world isn't all that, you know, it, it's pretty bad, right? We know, you know, if you put on the news, but you know, when you think of your neighbors, if you have, you know, we're blessed to have neighbors like we do that are looking out for each other. I know whenever I hear Kevin, just probably like you, I hear someone say, daddy, even if I know my kid, like I'll be maybe traveling, right? And I hear someone say, daddy, I'm turning around, right? I'm ready to help that kid if that kid's in need. And I and I know that there's a lot of people out there with good hearts. That has to be, I, I wanna believe it. And I do believe it because whenever there's any type of crisis, fires or earthquakes or whatever, people rise to the occasion. And, and that's what this story is about. These young people, here's this crazy cataclysmic thing that happened to them in the world and they rise to the occasion. And I'll tell you, Kevin, like the main character is based off of a student of mine. And I was like, you know, could this this young woman, the character's named Laris, could she do this? Could she stand up, stand up in this council of animals when the whole world, you know, is 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 at the, the brink? And could she deliver this speech, even though she's nervous, even though she's scared, even though she's ready to like puke? <laughs> she, but she does it. She does it. She stands up and she just delivers it. And and because she's speaking with such passion, the water, because they're underwater, right? They're in Atlantis, the water vibrates, right? And all the animals, they're like, oh, she speaks with truth. So that's like a magical moment. And we and we know we've heard young people stand up and speak, or just people in general speak, where you get goosebumps, right? You feel it and you're like, oh, this is. This is good and it's inspiring. And so that's what I, I, I wanted to deliver in this book. And with Mike's illustration, I'm, I'm so proud of, of what we came up with. And um, it's cool to hear the feedback from the young people. Mike, I got to ask you, because there was a moment in time when your friend came to you and said, I got this guy. I know he's got a book. And <laughs> would you like to illustrate? And it's like, I know you probably were a little, intro, you know, not sure about it and not but then when you found out more about Tim's story and his background and what he's doing, what was your response? Was it like, holy crap, I need to work with this guy? And by the way, I think that your relationship was brought together by somewhere else, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's sort of like um, if you've ever had the experience of like buying a house where you walk in and you're like, this is the house, <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's something that um, is really obvious in that moment. And 
it was very clear that this is someone who is passionate about what they're doing. They have the energy to follow through with it. And th those are the kinds of people you want around you all the time, no matter what, even if you're not working with them too. So, so I feel like over the years of my own experience and career with the arts and, and being doing a lot of freelance and so working with a lot of different clients, you start to see that type of personality clearer when you run into them because it's, you can tell it's way more than just making a book. There's like, there's a movement, there's, um, there's, there's a real urgency and um, passion about it that, that that's the kind of, like I said, you, you want to be around that energy all the time that, cause that's just going to motivate you and your, the things that you do in your life. And, 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 and what worked out great was that, you know, we worked so well together that Tim just really enjoyed seeing what I would show him of the book as I was working on it, you know? So he really trusted my vision and I trusted, you know, his vision in terms of the story and, and how it was supposed to go. And it really was a, a fantastic collaboration. And, and yeah, I, and I also believe too, that there's sort of like, you sort of manifest these, these scenarios in your life. And I've always, you know, I'm always looking to work with people, um, and, and do exciting things. And, you know, Tam is an amazing artist and performer and all around good person. And he's, you know, he's very inspiring. People uh, can, will say once they meet him, you know, that they, you know, he gives them that energy and makes them feel important. So, so it's so much fun being around this guy. Yeah, I just, I'm being selfish. <laughs> I just wanted to feel good about myself. So. <laughs> That's what it really came down to. <laughs> well, what's awesome is we, we've become friends, right? Yeah. So we've gone from just being coworkers to, now we go to gym together, you know, we're hanging out, you know, playing game, playing video games at night, you know, every once in a while, you know, which is, which is great. You know, it feels good to, you know, go from a working relationship to actual, you know, bringing our families together and they're hanging out, you know, playing, which is great. I've been lucky. I've had the opportunity to interview people that have walked down the red carpet yes. or have interviewed people in the red carpet. I predict for you that there's going to be a moment in time when you're going to be the lead on 60 minutes because, <laughs> nice. of, the, because of the work that you're doing, the impact that you're going to have on American youth and the people that you're going to help. And so I, I, that just came to me. I don't know why, but uh, I, I really think so. Appreciate that. Hey, from your lips to, you know, to the powers, you know what I mean? For real, because... <laughs> You know, we 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 want that, Kevin. We we want that to happen because we know, you know, I I know what's in my heart. I feel I know what my, it's in Mike's heart, and and we just want to keep showcasing that, you know, and and be be that example. You know, there's some people out there who, you know, they don't want to be the role models. I'm like, hey, this is who I am. You know, I have to be that. I'm not perfect. You know, we all we all make mistakes, but at the end of the day you know, um, we learn from that and we, and we, we move on, we take responsibility and integrity and authenticity matters. Like that's, that's what we need more in this world. And, and now we, you know, we have this fiction book to, you know, put it in this, this real world thing, but here's this fantasy, here's this magic that we need in this world. And so, uh, I, 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 I would welcome that, <laughs> that prediction. <laughs> well, and I also want to say this, it's expensive to do what you guys have done. And it continues to be expensive. And in order for you to be successful, you need support. And you need support from people out there, just mom and dads, just buying the book, just taking care of it. Let's talk about how they can buy the book. 
-hmm. because that will support this mission. And the fact of the matter is it doesn't do you or it doesn't do humanity any good if it sits on a shelf. It yeah. needs to get out there, and you need to have as big a platform as possible to be able to do that. And that sadly takes money. I have the same issue that you do. Yeah. Um, it takes money to run the show, and mm -hmm. uh, it's it, but it's important because it will it, it will make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if somebody wants to, I don't know, throw <laughs> checks at you or or to yes. help you, how do they? How do you get? Yeah, <laughs> throw them this way. Yes, I, I'm with you. It's just lit up. It's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. I mean, how do how, how does somebody help you? It's abundant. Hey, man, we uh so planetablue.com. So planet with an A. So planeta and then B L U without the E dot com. You'll find links for everywhere. So right now, because we have Dark Horse Penguin Random House distribution, you can go to Target and buy it. You could go to Walmart and buy it. You could go to Amazon, buy it. Wall, uh, you know, um, Barnes, and Barnes and Noble. Noble. Yeah. Anywhere you buy books, our book will be there. And yeah. so that's what's great about having this publisher. Um, but you could go to the website, planetablue.com. Start there. Wherever you buy books, pick it up. Yeah. Buy one for, for a friend. Buy one for a, a nephew or niece. They will love it. Well, I was going to say, too, if you can't afford it, there are a lot of libraries that are buying it, too. So you can ask your library to get it as yeah, well. True. And um, we, a lot of the school libraries are doing or that, school, too. A PGO, like we we love going out there in the community. I'm, uh, Mike said, I'm, I'm a performer. I love being out in front of uh, an audience. Didn't always, right? I was like most people, a little scared of it at first. But I love being face-to-face -face with, with the people the youth and for them to, you know, to connect on that level. So it's cool when the PGAs, PGOs, um, you know, bring us in, hire us to come on in. And and it's, and you know, Mike tooted his own horn. I'll toot this, this horn that what's awesome about this, Kevin, is when we go to a school, everyone is excited. The kids love it, right? They're, they're, they're so engaged. The teachers love it. The principals love it. The PGO parents that are in the audience, like making sure that they, we didn't, they did, didn't squander their money. They love it. And, and, and so it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Cause we're there like, yeah, this is a, you know, a dream come true. So. Yeah. And also it's very, it's not very common to get comics and hip hop together in a school presentation. That's oh, about never? writing, literacy, drawing, publishing, and, and just succeeding. Yeah. So it all just works very well in any audience. I, I got to ask you, when you got the letter from Dark Horse Comics that said, we love your work and we want to support it and we want to publish it, what kind of happy dance did you do? Yeah. I, I was like cautiously optimistic. Though. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that that came about was that I had a contact over at Dark Horse that I met in 2005. And over the years, I would just send work I was doing and, and stuff like that. And it wasn't until what, how many years, like yeah. 13 years later, yeah. 15 years later, yeah. that here's this finished book we did. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think Dark Horse would do something like this? And and it was almost sort of, I feel like when he, they first, I was like sort of unbelievable. It was sort yeah. of like, yeah, we'll do this. And it was like, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Can we can we like get this like really written down and you know? I was I was in this room like yeah yeah <laughs> like just screaming. And your kids come running in and say, "Dad's having a heart attack!" Oh no! Yeah, that really happened. They're like, "What happened? What happened? Like, Yo, Dark Horse signed us. They're gonna sign us, you know." And so yeah, man, it was so so awesome. Yeah.
Yeah, well, I, I got to tell you, you guys, in Plan, Planeta Blue is the name of the book. And go to planetablue.com. It's it's like planet A B L U.com. And uh, go buy it and take the opportunity to really make a difference in some people's lives because it's it's a really interesting and it's a it's a good book it's got a tremendous message um what do the kids think about it that you've that you've had read it how how impactful has it been for them yeah well they they love that it's in their voice they're like these kids sound like our you know like my friends you know which is great because you know i've spent you know over 15 years with these young people i, I currently I'm, I'm a residential director of a better chance home right and so I listen to these young people and that's how, you know, I, I stay youthful. I hope, I, I think uh, and so, but I listen, I listen to their talk, you know, what, what's hip, you know, like nowadays is Riz, right. You know, that's like swag, you know, a little while ago or you're cool. Right. All these things to me is what's, you know, great about, about hip hop culture. It's like, you always want to be in the hip, in the know, um, but youthful energy is is beautiful, right? Because it, it's it's very optimistic. They haven't been tainted by by anything. And so to hear these young people say, "Hey, this sounds like my friends and I," like I loved it. I see myself. I um, to see you know what was great was I, I went down to um, where was it um, uh, Tennessee? Um, oh man, um, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I was doing a mentor thing. And I, I gifted a book and I was there for like a music related project, but I gifted a book and this young, um, young woman who had a disability, right? She, she, she really wasn't talking most of the time. As soon as I gave that book to the class, she came up, she picked it up, Kevin, and she opened it up and she was just like, just like, just devouring this book. And that felt so good to see, you know, to see how impactful this book was just instantly these young people because of the illustrations that Mike created because as, as we know when you see something beautiful you're like hey is there is there content here so you start reading right um that's how that's what I do whenever I pick up a comic book or whatever I'm like wow this is a nice book let me see if there's that you you flip anywhere and so yeah. you know when you flip and you start reading you're like oh like they're saying something like this something it's like a song like oh this song has actually got something to it you know, is, is what I, I, I've witnessed, um, you know, young people respond to. And then to get just like, you know, I got this um, this this text from this young person. I done I had done a um, an assembly. He was like, man, you know, your assembly was so impactful. I am so I'm, I'm going to finish this year off strong because yes. of your words, you know, and I was just like, what? a You know, first of all, I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. And I'm like, wow, this is gold. Right. As as as. Um, uh, I don't know, just to, a testament to the power of of this book, which I, I got to be honest, Kevin, like an, an artist will will agree to this when you just plug in. Right. I, I feel like the story just kind of came through me like it came from another place. It came from the ethereal realm. Right. And I just was like a conduit for it. Right. I, I would often, you know, close my eyes and I, I'm working on book two. So I, I did this yesterday as I'm driving. I didn't close my eyes, but I was driving and I was imagining, <laughs> I was imagining like, I'm not going to yeah. drive with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a self-driving car, but anyway, I would just imagine, you know, you can see it in your mind's eye. You can see like how this plays out and it, and it's really, it's really, Fabulous, man. It, it's beautiful to 
be a part of this. I feel as, as much of a part of this journey, to be honest with you, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, I, I truly believe that, hey, you have these ideas, right? And we probably all have felt this. You have this great idea and then a year or two, if you don't act on it, someone will, you know what I mean? Someone, you've been, that was my idea, too late, buddy, because you were procrastinating or you were just relaxing and you didn't do nothing with that idea. And guess what? That idea is for the world. Like that idea needs to come to fruition. And so if it ain't us, it's someone else. So I'm glad it picked us. <laughs> well, and, and it picked you and you, and the reason it picked you was because you didn't say no and you, and you did it. Anyway, and I, I truly believe you, like I said, I've interviewed a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of artists and a lot of musicians and, and, uh, and authors and hip hop art, not a lot of hip hop artists because I can't air a lot of their stuff anyway, but, uh, but it all is, comes from inspiration. That's just in a broad sense. I'll use that as inspiration. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, and I got a question to ask you, but first I got to tell you, you probably don't even know this song, but it was written in the mid sixties mm -hmm. by a guy that you may know yeah. that uh, he woke up with the song in his head. Mm. He didn't know where it came from. Yeah. He had no worth. He walked around to his, his, uh, his uh, writing partner, whose name was John by chance and uh some other folks and he said where is this song coming from i've always heard it someplace before and everybody said no never heard that song before and so finally after a couple of weeks he owned it and then he put words to it and then they published it it is it, the song's name was michelle and or excuse me it was yesterday and it has now been uh, copied over 3,000 times uh, worldwide and Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Mm -hmm. It just can yes. happen that way. But yes. I got to ask you, are you going to write, since you're plugged into the youth of America, yeah. and I'm a little older than you, uh -huh. I'm, I could be, as a matter of fact, I, I was talking to a 25-year-old yesterday, and uh, she was talking about her grandpa. Yeah. And I said, how old is your grandpa? And she said, he's 64. And I said, oh, crap, I'm older than him. <laughs> In any event, are you going to write a book that talks about the slang and the grammar that kids are using? Because I've heard this from a couple of... Uh, but it always changes, though. <laughs> I know. The young, this young football player and on the Seahawks, and he was doing a, uh, um, a conference, and uh, he said, yeah, man, it was just dope. And I yeah. said, dope? What yeah. did, wait a minute, dope. That sounds like that's a drug thing that was, yeah. but then it dawned on me that dope. Yeah, I do. Okay, explain to me, dope. Yeah, yeah. Dope is is dope. Dope is fresh. Dope is good. Dope is you know awesome. <laughs> dope is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 rad. You know what I mean? It's all of those things. It's the but dopest thing I've ever the seen. The dopest <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's fantastic. It's amazing. Um, all of those things, you know, that um, See, when I was growing up, it was called groovy. groovy. Hey, man, that's, that's, that's really that's groovy. Thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. it's so <laughs> well, it's like, what, you know, Michael Jackson, bad. Oh, that's yeah. bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bad became good, right? Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. Run DMC <laughs> said that, right? And it's and it's true. It's it's. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about language. I actually like to 
throw out like words that I think are so funny, like nincompoop. <laughs> it's just, it's just hilarious. You know what I mean? And then there's, uh, oh man, there's, there's, there's others out there. I, I actually want to compile this. And I, I think I have a note here of all the words that are just like silly words that I'm like, where did that word come from? And you know, is it, does it have other origins? Because it's powerful. It's, it's, it's magical, honestly, you know, and you, you call talking about spelling, right? You're casting a spell. And I and I tell that to young people all the time. Like, you know, always speak highly of yourself, speak highly of others, right? Speak what you want to happen in into existence. Never call yourself dumb or, or stupid. Like, no, I'm 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 organized. I am organized. I am powerful. I am, you know, I am um I'm I'm healthy, you know, even when you're sick, like I'm healthy, right? These things have power to them because. Once you put them out there into the world, there's a there's a frequency, there's a vibration, and you know scientists are studying that all the time, and we know we know because we hear you know when you're watching a movie and there's nothing crazy happened, but if they put very spooky music or just that intense music, a drama, right? You're like, what's gonna happen? Is something gonna happen? You know, a thriller, right? They do that all the time, so we know that this this works in 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 music. And it works with words. And so, yeah, like, you know, even to your partner, you know, I try to always tell my, my wife all the time, like, hey, dear, you know, hey, my love, you know, to my daughter, you know, always greet him, greet him in that way. Even when, you know, she's not feeling like a deer lately, you know, she's mad at me or whatever, but I'm like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> but, it, but it's true. I mean, those words matter and you can change a mood similar to if you get called outside of your name, right? Someone insults you like, wow. You know, so I'm like, hey, I, I have no problem giving compliments and, you know, and sharing like, hey, you like that, you know, especially with youth, like, man, those are nice kicks. Those are some nice sneakers, right? Oh, man, where'd, where'd you get that T-shirt? That's fresh, you know? Um, that's dope. You know what I mean? That's a dope <laughs> shirt, dope right? shirt. <laughs> I've ever seen, right? It, uh, uh, but, but people respond to that and, that, and that's cool, especially when it's authentic. People know when you're just like, yeah, you know, you're just trying to like, fuck. no, I'm, I'm actually trying to like, you know, connect with you. That's what we're trying to do. Have a connection and, um, and you know, and let's co-create, let's co-create this reality. Let's have good times, good vibes, you know, positive space. It's, it's that positivity, man. I'm all about it, Kevin. Yes. And, and I got to ask you, can I, inter I interviewed a guy just the other day? He's from the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, and he said, do you know what the term, the whole nine yards comes from? Have you ever heard that term? Yeah, I have heard yeah. that term, but I don't know the origin. No. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I takes, know the term, but yeah. It takes nine yards to make a kilt. Nine <laughs> yards of material to make a kilt. Wow. That's and, yeah. So that and that's why they don't wear underwear underneath that. Oh. So. Because the whole nine yards. <laughs> just just learned two things here, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also told me that when the Scottish military goes on leave. That before they leave the barracks, there is a, a mirror on the floor and a man standing there. So they have to inspect the kilt to make sure that nobody's out of uniform, which means they're wearing underwear. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that one either, but it's probably more information than you need. You know that, you know yeah, that TMI, saying, TMI, Kevin. <laughs> you know the saying, uh, pull out all the stops? I've <laughs> heard the saying, have no idea where well, it came apparently from. Apparently it has to do with an organ. So in, you know those big organs like Phantom of uh, the Opera? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stops. And when I at my wedding, the organist, well, before, when we were meeting him, was like, that's where that comes from. we got to pull out 
like all these things to play and that's where it comes from nice yeah Oh, see, you, you, that's the third book. But I want you to do Planet uh, Blue, uh, the second one, because I think the first one's going to be really successful. How long has it been out now? Yeah, November um, November 21st. November 21st. So, yeah, we're like two months in. Yeah. Well, and you won't have gotten any information from them yet. They, they, or, or maybe you have. I don't know. Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we, yeah. we have a meeting. We have a meeting scheduled. We're scheduling them. <laughs> it's on the books. It's on the books. Like, <laughs> Because we want to know, right? It's interesting because we're getting feedback from people all the time, right? That's what's great. One great thing about social media is that you get people responding all the time saying like, oh, I bought your book. This is great. I bought it for this person or that person. And so, um, but yeah, we want, we want, we want to know some data. <laughs> we, need to, <laughs> we need some figures. We want to know when that check's coming in. <laughs> the metrics. Yeah. Well, no matter what happens, you guys have done some extraordinary work here and I, I like to tell authors that when it could be five years from now it could be 10 years from now it could be in a used bookstore someone is going to pick up your work and it's going to change their life because they're going to find such value in it and that is i can't think of a higher calling than that yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, we're 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 excited. We're excited for that. And um, I do want to let you all know, be on the lookout. We're doing an audiobook. So the audiobook's not out, but later on this year, 2024, I had some of the youth that I actually Laris is being voiced by Jay Lee, who is the, the inspiration for the main character. Um, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating, you know, to and and I and what's great is to have these young people come in. Um, and you know, like a lot of people like that, this is part of their dream, right? It's great when, when your dream connects with other people's dream where they like, I always wanted a voiceover something or do something like this. Right. And now they get to do it and you get to hear from their parents who are like, you know, sending a message through, through my son, who's their age, like, Hey, tell your father, I said, thank you for, you know, having, you know, my daughter in the, on this project, because it, once again, it's, it's just a ripple effect. And so. Uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to that to release, and like you said, man, for someone to grab it at at the right time to find something um, that is meaningful in their lives, that to say like, yeah, you can get over this adversity, this challenge. Because one thing, and not to spoil it, but it, this is not a tragedy, right? This book is not a tragedy. There's that like like we're gonna win, y'all. The kids are gonna win. <laughs> they got to They got not without sacrifice, right? And it's a journey. Not without pain, not without a lot of um, you know different things happening that might even bring a tear to your eyes. But you know they have to because we need a win, right, Kevin? We need we need a win out there. Well, you ain't kidding. Yeah, man, we do, we do. <laughs> and it's better for all of us if we all work together to achieve that together, yes. rather than deciding to be um, ruled by hate, division, and fear. If we can get rid of that, in your book speaks to that to a yeah. great degree and i really i really appreciate that sadly we're going to run out of time my friends but uh the, what i'd like to do now is to set myself aside and michael we'll start with you i would love for you to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know about anything about anything oh my goodness <laughs> um i was thinking while we were talking earlier as an artist as a creative person one of the things i'm not one of those people that likes to give advice okay <laughs> because i feel like everybody has their own situation and circumstance and it's it's rarely ever the same for everybody however <laughs> saying that 
I do feel like one of the things that I've learned in my career is that that you can't overstate how important patience is with yourself and what you're doing. And that um, being patient with yourself, being honest with yourself at the same time is, is, is really a, a way to getting to whatever you consider success is. So that's what I have to say. Tim. Nice. <laughs> awesome, man. I don't Very give you nice. a lot of time to think about your stuff. Yeah, no. Um, for me, it, it, it's, it's about peace, man. Peace is the way. Like seek peace. Try to find ways to find peace in your life, whatever brings about peace for you. And and let's, you know, I'd love, man, I'd love for us to start thinking that maybe we can we can make war obsolete in the future, man. Let's let's find ways to really come together, unif unity um, as as the whole world, man. Let's start with your community. Start, but start with yourself. Right? <laughs> Try to make peace within yourself. Forgive yourself. Be honest with yourself. And then, you know, go on from there uh, with family and friends and community. Yeah, peace is the way. Dang, I wish I had have said that. That was really good. <laughs> both, of, both, of you, both of you guys are just extraordinary human beings. And I couldn't be prouder to have you on Positive Talk because you, you, are, you exemplify everything that we're trying to do. And I'm so pleased to be able to give you this platform and uh, because when you go down the red carpet and then are doing your acceptance speech at the Ox Oscars after this, is Kevin. To movie, <laughs> we'll say, Kevin. we're sending you an invite, man. <laughs> I, I want, I can't wear a tux, but I'll come down. Yes. So, yes. but I want, I want you back. And, and I know you we're booked for another show, so yep. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Um, you, you guys, you. You make my you make my heart warm, and the nice thing is, is that you're really working to help a lot of people that have been damaged mm -hmm. to get out of where they were, mm -hmm. so that they can live the life that they truly deserve, mm -hmm. and that we all deserve to be great. And it's it's great when we can help other people. Yeah, you, you guys, at the next show, well, I, I got two minutes. I got to ask you. Where did you guys come from? Did you get dropped from a, like a, 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 or get tapped on the head with a, by an angel or something? Yeah. Hey man, I think I think my mom, my mom, Vicencia. That's that's it, Mom Dukes. <laughs> I came from a huge Italian family, and yeah. and a lot of love and and support was poured into me, and I think that that's helped me be who I am today. So. I'm willing to bet that every Sunday the whole family got together to have a great big meal together. <laughs> Like uh, the Italian way, isn't it? Well, we were all spread out, but when we had events, it was meant like we'd have to rent a like a VFW so we could all be together, that kind of thing, you know. And and uh, and nice. those were the old days. Sadly, it's not like that because the families have gone, <laughs> the families got bigger, and we couldn't keep doing it. But uh, but I was lucky to have grown up that way. Yeah. I I wish everybody had that opportunity, but if you don't. Become a mentor, become a coach, yeah. become a speaker, become an author. Yes. Get the word out about something positive for people because the closest people that I had in my life growing up were coaches mm -hmm. because yeah. they understood who I was mm -hmm. and they treated me like an equal. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do that with the kids you work with. Yeah. And uh, I, would, I would love to down the road, I would love for you, the, the, the young lady who's going to voice the lead. Yeah. Bring her on the dang show. I would love okay. to. Absolutely. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. That will be something that she'll be able to hold for a long time as well as the book.
And who knows? She could be the next uh, Swift or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Swifty with Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Go to their website, which is Planety. Give me the Planeta. website. Yeah. Planeta Blue. Was it just Planeta Blue.com? Yes. Planetablue.com. Buy the book. Thank you, gentlemen. And we'll see you the next time that you're on. And by the way, everybody, you know, as you've heard on this show today, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at four. Peace.